What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane, and St. John sneaks away, just narrowly escapes with a one-point victory over North Texas in the opening round of the Charlton Classic. Uh, my good friend Cole is not here today because he's down there, I'm sure, cheering his ass off and a few beers deep rooting him on. And I'm glad that all those people who made that trip, and there was plenty of them from the looks of it on TV, uh, allowed contingent of St. John's fans down there rooting him on, and they needed it. And I'm glad those guys got to see a win. Guys or girls got to see a win. And I'm glad for the St. John's team for pulling it out as ugly as it may have been. Um, there's some games you just have to win. And this is one of them. Um, you know, if you watch this game, you know it was ugly. It wasn't pretty. And uh, we had more than a few chances to tuck that game away and win. And then it looked like we were going to run out of chances to sneak away with a, a victory. And uh, we somehow managed to do that. Uh, thanks in large part to Joel Soriano's solid play all around. Uh, another double-double, two huge free throws to take the lead at the end. Of course, he missed those two at the end. The second one was not as important as the first, but um, when we needed him to make those two to take the lead and get over the hump, he did. He also had his usual big rebounding numbers and uh, five blocks on the game, so a big in impact from him defensively. And that, that three he hit in the second half kind of kick-started St. John's momentum. It looked like they were perhaps going to be able to sneak away quite easily, but a uh, couple poor decisions, a couple bad shots, a couple mishaps on the defensive end, and North Florida quickly erased an 11-point lead um, and ended up taking the lead um, with a little over a minute left. Uh, was this a step in the right direction overall in terms of how the team played? You know, I don't think we played any better than we played against Michigan, perhaps um, in some areas. The defensive effort was there, but this was a different team than Michigan was, not, not exactly an offensive juggernaut. Um, but still some quality athletes out there. I'd say North Florida um, did outplay us in some aspects and moving the basketball better. Uh, they executed in that second half to come back when it, when it looked like they might fold. That was pretty impressive. But, um, you know, to sneak away with a win against a team that had the second longest running streak in the country, had uh, an NIT championship banner from last year, and albeit with a much different team and a new coach, uh, the program has had some success. So not a meaningless win by any stretch. Their net numbers look good. We'll see if they hold up. Um, but most importantly, it gives us excitement, momentum, uh, positive uh, momentum going in the right direction and a chance to, to move forward in this tournament, get a, a win against either Dayton or LSU tomorrow, and then hopefully uh, get a shot at Houston, which is going to be a much-needed game in terms of our out-of-conference resume. Um, still some stuff to work through, and it did not look pretty. Uh, these guys look like a team that has not played together much, and it looks like a group of guys who are – still acclimating to different roles. And in this process of it, it, it doesn't look clean. It doesn't look neat. Um, you know, Dennis Jenkins had a up and down game. There was times when he looked great. There was times when he looked awful. Uh, his decision-making to me has been suspect, but I will say there has been times where it looked like, you know, for stretches, he was the only one I could obviously tell um, wanted it more than everybody else and had a motor and he's got to find that balance between having that motor and being aggressive and then also being a floor general and also knowing when a good shot uh, or what a good shot and an okay shot and a bad shot is and how to make sure his other four guys out there are feeling the love and feeling like they're part of the process and you know i'd like to see him get rid of the ball a little bit quicker and to uh, get 
Dingle going. And some of that is on Dingle. A lot of it is on Dingle. And, you know, we'll get to him more. And there was a few two-minute stretches today where I thought he looked more like the guy I expected to see being aggressive with the basketball. But for the large part, he was he was absent. And that's on the boards. That's as a playmaker, playmaker that's as a defender. And it's as a score. And I didn't think that last part there as a score would be such a, um, you know, missing part to his game so far. But he did miss, a, you know, the two exhibition games. And he is another guy, almost him more so than anyone else, who's got to get used to a different system, both, you know, offensive structure and, you know, usage. But um, I'm not worried about, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think I was expecting to see more from him and, I led them so far and tonight they combined for six points and they played both over 30 minutes. So I'd be lying if I didn't say I expected more. I did expect more. And I'm not sure we'll see him get to 16 or 17 point per game, guys, but I do think they will become accustomed to how to play and will become accustomed to playing together more. And um, Jenkins will have to, you know, give up some of that usage and that, that rock more and Dingo will have to get going because right now we are really struggling to get easy baskets. And I think um, a lot of that is guys like Taylor and Ledlam aren't exactly uh, create for themselves with help defenders on them, guys. You know, they create when they have a lane or in Ledlam's case when he can overpower somebody. But when there's help defense and there's someone sitting there on the, the nail or on the elbow waiting for that drive, they can't get that second guy by him. We don't have a guard who's quick enough in tight spaces right now to really live in that pain. And that's Jenkins included. And Dingle might not be the super – um, fast little guard like we saw in Michigan, but he can be a guy who can finish inside the paint when when getting in there. And, uh, you know, the first 20 minutes tonight, I was wondering myself, asking myself, is is this going to be the dingle we see all year, a guy who, if he's not getting his points, isn't contributing? And that's, you know, just in terms of the archetype of players out there, that's one of my least type, my least favorite types. I want a guy who, if his shots aren't falling, can still impact a basketball game. And uh, through a few games, Dingle hasn't shown me that yet. And I'm really hoping he does because he's athletic, he's strong, he's got a big body. We know he's smart. So hopefully those other pieces of his game will round into form and we can see him getting going better as a scorer. Uh, in the first half, when he got his first rebound, he immediately had a nice assist up to the court to Jenkins. And on a one possession, he doubled his attributes in the other areas of scoring. And South Florida, or North Texas was, uh, South Florida, North Texas, whatever, they're both green. Uh, North Florida was forced to call a timeout. Um, so I'm hoping Patino is getting on him to be an impact player in other areas. Um, I think that's probably the case. And I'm not really worried about these guys yet, because like I said, we got away with this win here. We can build on it and learn a lesson, a victory. Um, you know, if we go out tomorrow night and get beat badly by either Dayton or LSU, then it's time to have another conversation about perhaps the talent level on this team. But, you know, North Texas is a really good defensive team, has been a really good defensive program. So, not unexpected that we struggle a little bit offensively, being it's still early, being we have a, a whole bunch of new pieces and, you know, we didn't exactly light it up the other night against Michigan either. But, you know, we live to see another day. It's always best to learn these lessons if possible in a victory. And it didn't look like that was going to be the case going down late. And somehow we figured out the way to do that. And that's, you know, part of growing as a program is winning games you're supposed to and figuring out ways to win late in games. Um, without further ado, you know, enough of my dumb looking face up here all by itself. Let's pull up the stats. Um, let's go team by team comparison to start. Okay. Uh, player of the game, Joel, I uh, did not lead us in scoring. That would be, uh, Jenkins, but Joel in only five field goal attempts, plus a handful of free throws, um, much too little. If you ask me, I know that, you know, it's not easy when the game plan is obviously to, to crowd him inside, but five field goal attempts for him. We need to double that. Um, 
11 points, 12 rebounds, five blocks. Take that, Cole. Cole last week was talking all this crap about how he's not a shot blocker, can't control the rim. You hear that, Cole? All right, I hope he blocks your entrance to the to the bar later tonight in Charleston. Um, team comparison, St. John's and North Florida. Each team shooting less than 35% from the field. An ugly day offensively. I hope none of our St. John's faithful took the over, although I know one of our good good buddies, uh, Monty on Red Fans uh, did say he did that, but he's usually pretty good with the with the sharps, so uh, we'll we'll give him one there. Um, three point field goal percentage even worse, thirty two percent for North Florida, twenty six percent for St. John's, only six for twenty three. Um, Soriano hit a big one, Naheem hit a big one in the second half, um, but we just never really got going. Jenkins hit a few tough ones. Taylor hit one to start the game, fifty eight percent from the free throw line. Again, three games in, and we have not been impressed from the free throw line. Uh, that's two games in a row, less than 60%. 15 turnovers, not great, obviously. But we did force 15 ourselves. Uh, North Florida did do a better job converting 19 of those uh, 19 points off those 15 turnovers to only our 14 points. We got out-rebounded. Um, each team did pretty well in the offensive rebounding uh, glass. Um, second chance points, they got the advantage. Bench points, they got the advantage. It looks like where we really got the advantage was assists, sharing the ball, uh, you know, for easy baskets. Although I thought their ball movement was better than us. We, we were doing more of our work off the dribble. Um, but, you know, if you look at these comparisons, it looks like St. John's was was lucky to come away with a victory. And for the most part, they had a lead the whole time in, in North Florida. Took a lead at the very end, uh, but St. John's was able to be resilient and come out with the win. Let's take a look at the box score. Um, like I said, Jenkins led us 17 points, but on 18 shots, a very inefficient night. Two for eight from three, three for four from the free throw line. He did have five rebounds and three assists, but also five turnovers. He has been uh, far too lackadaisical with the basketball, ball, far too ball dominant as well. But I will give him credit for the other things he does. He's active. He's he's hustling like crazy. He's emotional. I just wish he, uh, hope he can find a balance as the season goes on and become more of a floor general. Uh, Dingle, only two points on three shots. Two rebounds, two assists, three turnovers. So combined, our starting backcourt had five assists to eight turnovers. Not a ratio you really want to see out there. Uh, Ledlam, four points on two for seven shooting. Again, struggled going to the rim. Uh, couldn't finish amongst the trees. Uh, he is working hard out there. He's a big, he's a bruiser. He was on the floor as much as anybody. But um, for us to reach our ceiling, he's got to be able to be, you know, that Justin Brownlee, Brownlee-esque, um, you know, 11 to 13 sometimes more points per game in that high post to low post area and be a physical presence. Um, I really think that will be a big part of us reaching our ceiling is, is him becoming that player, and hopefully he figures it out. Um, Soriano, a rock in the middle, 11 points, 12 rebounds. Um, did have five blocks, four for six from the free throw line, hit that big three, and overall was our best player. And, you know, from the scouting report that North Florida oh – God, North Texas had out there. Uh, did North Texas exist seven years ago? I feel like they came out of nowhere. Um, that scouting report, you could tell the other team was taking Soriano seriously and everything was circled around him and bodies on him on the boards, bodies on him when he catches the ball, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Glenn Taylor Jr., um, pretty good all-around game, uh, missed a handful of threes. Then he stopped taking a few of them, did miss a, a bunny off a really good Euro step finish dr uh, drive take in the first half. Also had a big-time tough finish in traffic on the baseline to take a four-point lead late which I thought was going to be kind of the, the basket to seal it. Didn't end up being that, but it was huge. Uh, did foul out. Really good defender, really good role player. Um, 
I think he fits great as like the fifth best player on the court, um, assuming all four other guys are playing really well. I think Lewis has a little more upside as an offensive player, but I think Taylor is right there with anybody on the team defensively. And I think we'll see plenty of both those guys or plenty of those guys playing together at the three, four. Really looking forward to see Lewis back there. Um, as you guys know, when I saw the open practice, I thought he was the best player on the court. And I think we're missing that guy who can facilitate from the center of the floor, uh, make one or two dribbles from that high post, get into the paint, need to finish or distribute make plays for other guys. And uh, hopefully that will free up things for Jenkins not to be so ball dominant and for Dingle to find his way to get more looks. Uh, really can't hurt at this point. It's another really big athletic body and a guy who's proven to be a pretty good scorer, defender, um, all-around guy. Uh, Aline, you know, didn't get in until the first, like, I think five-minute mark in the first half. I was wondering if he wasn't playing. It was a little bit strange. Um, he goes unnoticed. He doesn't make mistakes, but he hit a big shot, plays good defense. Not a ball handler, not a distributor, but a good all-around piece and a guy who's going to be crucial to close out games, um, you know, when Big East play. Doesn't make mistakes, can hit threes, can defend. He's been in college now. This is his fifth year. He's seen just about anything. So an invaluable piece to have. Today he didn't make the biggest contributions, but a big three and some good defense. Uh, Wiltshire, you know, I thought Simeon Wiltshire looked great in the first half. He's energetic. He's, at, um, you know, he's eager to be out there. He's flying around. He's more so in control today than I thought in the previous two games. And the one shot attempt he had looked pure, caught a nice three and rhythm went up without hesitation and buried it. And I really wanted to see more of him tonight. I was surprised we didn't see more of him tonight. Um, I think, you know, not only were the guys ahead of him not playing well, but he looked like he had it, you know, it looked like he wasn't nervous and he hit that one shot. So, you know, hopefully, you know, with these back-to-back -back games tomorrow, um, it'll give him a chance to perhaps get some more run in that first half early, and hopefully he continues his good play, and we can reward him with some minutes in the second half. I do have to say I loved seeing in the second half when St. John's was making a few runs. I loved seeing Simeon Welcher up on the up on the bench cheering as loud as anybody really into the basketball game. He was not down. He was not, you know, scouring. He was not upset visibly about not being in the game i'm sure he wished he was out there but he was cheering like a madman and to see that was refreshing and um you know pretty much all the guys on the bench were doing that but you know a freshman highly regarded guard highly regarded guard um you know you just want to make sure he doesn't get down early not getting big minutes and it seems like he's really taking it the right way and um can't wait to see him you know more in the court as we get going uh zuby Nothing great out there. There was a stretch, maybe three minutes in the first half, where we had a few bat baskets inside from Zuby and Drissa, um, kind of like, you know, the Bash Bros from Mighty Ducks days coming in and, and mixing things up in the paint. But if they're not making plays like that in a physical, physical nature inside the paint, it's kind of hard to envision them making many positive impacts over long stretches. But if they're physical and they're active on the boards and they set solid screens and they're good enough defensively to hold their own, then they can be useful players in those backup roles. And Zuby has got a little potential as he gets more comfortable physically to perhaps be more than that. But, um, you know, we're going to really need our starting front court to stay healthy and to stay out of foul trouble and for uh, Lewis to, to be a big part of that as well. Uh, Conway, um, not much out there today. The one three he took looked a little rushed and it, it was missed pretty, pretty, um, pretty far left. Didn't look like it had any shot of going in right when it left his hands. But um, I like the way he looked against Michigan. Uh, Rick seems to trust him, goes to him early. We'll see how he develops as the season goes on. And Drissa, like I said, had a one big basket, uh, tough basket inside. Other than that, not much else. But he does get on the floor. He does hustle his ass off. So I always appreciate uh, him getting a chance to make a, 
a positive impact every once in a while, but we really can't be relying on them. Um, so yeah, St. John's plays tomorrow, Friday, uh, two or two thirty. I should know that uh, either against Dayton or LSU with a chance to go to the finals in the Charleston Classic, which would be Sunday night. A uh, really good opportunity here. Escape that that loss in the first round would have really sucked being on the loser's bracket for the next two games. Gives us a chance to feel like we're in a tournament, to feel like we got to prepare. Uh, could be worthwhile come Big East and uh, NCA, hopefully, tournament later in the year. But we got a lot to prove till we get down there. So I don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse. Um, for Cole Latshaw, this has been Pat Kane, uh, the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.